Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues on American Family Radio. Thanks for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman, as the announcer just told you. Ed Battagliano in studio with us. Good morning. Good morning to you, Tim. Brother Ed and Fred Jackson. How you doing, Fred? I'm yeah. I'm part of that uh, one syllable host. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Tim Ed Fred. Well, we don't even take applications. No, that's quite frankly, that's right. from people. Unless you have, if you have more than one syllable. Well, Walker has a family connection. Yes, and so he gets a uh, a pass. Right. He's only two syllables, though. So we could go to walk. Yeah. We could call him walk. Yeah. You know, if we want to, but yeah, in order to be a host Kerr. on this program, we, we do discriminate based on your syllable length of your name. So just beware. I don't know if that's a violation of some kind of federal law, but I just say undoubtedly sue me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we uh, have a, we have we have a syllable bias here. Ray. Yes, see. Ray That's right. Ray. That's right. Brent, Chris. Brent, sometimes Brent, Brent, our producer. Brent's our producer. Steve. Yeah. See what I'm saying? There's yes. a trend here. It's it is a syllable bias, and we freely admit that we have it. <laughs> and we say we don't care. Abe. It's the way. Abe. <laughs> hey, we don't go with Abraham here. That's we right. Go with Abe. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Ed, tell folks how they can join us, or what you affectionately call that their internet. Yes, if you want to watch us do radio, you can go to either Facebook or YouTube, uh-huh. and you can search for today's issues and click through, and you can watch us. Alternatively, if you don't want to watch us, I personally recommend that, <laughs> seeing as we're not really GQ-worthy here. Uh, mm. But if you just want to stream the audio, you can go to AFR.net, we stream the live audio mm-hmm. there. You can also get podcasts. If you're planning a trip and you are not sure whether you'll be near terrestrial radio stations, download the AFR app on your uh, cell phone, smartphone, or other portable devices. And as long as you have good internet, you can listen to us 24-7. And we do post the stories that we discuss here on our Facebook page, so you can check that out uh, if you want to read more about what we're talking about here. One uh, comment from yesterday's program, which uh, Fred was partly responsible for, but Ed, you weren't even here, so you, right. you have nothing to do with it. I was talking about the uh, flooding going on in South Louisiana, in particular, I think it's uh, some of Texas too. Uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Lake Charles, Louisiana, mm-hmm. and there was a, uh, a video uh, on the internet on Fox News, in fact, of a restaurant mm-hmm. where people were sitting around and in like a foot of water. I saw that. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, it appeared that they were having their meals at the restaurant while just sitting <laughs> in water. Uh, not, none of the flooding, none of the damage, none of the suffering these people are going through in any way, in any shape, uh, funny or humorous. I just found the I, I found the video uh, humorous. It looked fun. Was that real? Well, it, a caller, I think from the Lake Charles area, called in and said, a listener who said they were stuck there. 
they got stuck. Oh. These people were, were there to have lunch or what or dinner or whatever at this diner, but then the floodwaters hit and they got stuck mm-hmm. there and they're sitting there and they're in, 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 you know having in a foot of water. I don't oh know what. Yeah, yeah, it was. So I just want to make sure people understand. I I was in no way or shape uh, making fun of that situation. The video appears that they're having dinner and ordering while in a foot of water. Yes. So I, I would have. Had we been talking about that when I was on, I would have said that just goes to show you how tough the people of Louisiana are. Right. Snake infested waters in the diner. That's okay. Dear, uh, can you bring me some more ketchup? Right. (laughs) Right. Not making again. Not making fun. Well, you just did. Suffering. That's okay. I'm. I'm. I am praising the the toughness of the people of Louisiana. Amen. You're listening to today's issues. All right, Fred, get us started here. Well, uh, I'm waiting for a headline today in the New York Times and the Washington Post. And the headline I think I'd like to see, Neanderthal thinking works. (laughs) Neanderthal thinking works. Right. Hold your breath on that, that you'll see that headline. Yes. I am referring to two, three months ago, uh, President Joe Biden accused the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, of Neanderthal thinking. And and Mississippi. We were included Miss- in the yeah. Neanderthal bunch. Yes, yes. Yeah. And and uh and- Was- Washington Post columnist Jennifer Rubin at that time, here was her headline, Abbott is going to kill more Texans. Right. As, as did uh O'Rourke down there. Yes. So the All because Pedro. Texas decided to open up, like Florida. Decide to open up. Let's get our businesses back in shape, all of that sort of thing. <laughs> well the big thing too was that the governors of Mississippi and Texas at the time said no more face mask mandates. Yes. Uh, issued from our offices. Mm-hmm. And so that's what Biden was responding to. And he said uh, that was Neanderthal thinking and other people were going to die because of it. Yeah. Well, the results are in. Yes. And the result is this. Texas is celebrating this week after reaching zero COVID deaths for the first time since the pandemic began. Not one person died during the weekend. So we can expect, you're saying the New York Times, the Washington Post, mm. and certainly the White House today, Jen Psaki, will issue a uh, an apology to, yeah. the, to the people of Mississippi and Texas yes. Yes. for calling them Neanderthals. Mm. Ed, for those who don't know uh, human history, what is a ne- Neanderthal? Well, the Neander- when you say someone this is Neanderthal thinking, you're talking caveman. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. typically the picture that comes to mind when someone says Neanderthal. Ignorant. A, a caveman. Ignorant. Okay. Somebody who's wearing a uh, you know a bearskin toga. Right. The modern <laughs> and carrying day, a club. modern day vernacular that we Mississippians are used to being called are yahoos. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yahoos would be modern day but. Uh, a, ya- a Yahoo would be actually a step up from a Neanderthal. Oh, it would be if yeah. you looked at the chain if you looked at the of chart. human history. Yes. <laughs> Neanderthal being uh, the bottom, a Yahoo would be right above when, that. When we're talking about insults, it's Neander- from the left, it's okay. Neanderthal, then Yahoo, then Redneck. Okay, so a Redneck, that's why Rednecks look down on Yahoos. Yes, huh? and both look down on Neanderthals. And they don't want to move into a neighborhood where Yahoos live. <laughs> That's, Rednecks want to stay away from that because it depreciates the value of their home. Am that's I right? right. It, mm. it depreciates. And, and Neanderthals, they don't want their caves to be depreciated. So. Gotcha. Okay. So, bottom line here, Biden was wrong. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and and Abbott and Governor Reeves of Mississippi. And Beto O'Rourke. You, you pointed that out. Yeah, he well. said uh, this was going. He said at the time that Abbott's decision was going to kill Texans, kill the people of Texas, thousands of Texans, and yeah. they were wrong. Yeah. So there you Imagine go. That. So anyway, uh, we celebrate with the state of Texas today. Yeah, uh, that is a tremendous accomplishment, and they've uh, they've ignored the ongoing Dr. Fauci. Yes, there. Way to go, Fred. Fist bump. <laughs> I'm proud of you, man. But he changed from what did he? Fourteen change? months after the pandemic started, <laughs> Fred has pronounced the Italian man's. <laughs> Last name correctly. <laughs> what, what did you go with for the first thirteen Fauci. months? Fauci. Fauci. I, I do want to give President Biden credit, though. While he criticized the state, the governors of the states of Texas and Mississippi and Florida, he was equally critical of the governor of New York, <laughs> Governor Cuomo's. Oh, wait, maybe I was wrong about that. Maybe he never did criticize the governor of New York for a the Democrat. nursing home, a Democrat for the nursing home scandal. Last name yeah. pronounced Cuomo. Yes. Yes. So that, that goes to show you that, and we all know it's brother, brother of Fredo. <laughs> Did I get that right? I don't even know. Huh? Fredo. Yeah, Fredo. Fredo. Yeah. See, I didn't get that right. So Fredo. Fredo, <laughs> I think they're chips actually. They are. They're corn chips. <laughs> Fredo. Fredo. That's from the Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Fred, I think we need to move along. We need to move along. All right. As I say, uh, kudos to Texas and Mississippi and right, Florida. Right. You know, where people are streaming, by the way. Uh, they're not streaming into California. They're not streaming into New York. They're streaming into those states. Oh, they're where streaming into California from all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, contraire, Fred. Did you, see, did you see this story? Yeah. That, that, that we've talked uh, on multiple occasions here about the – our southern border and the hundreds of thousands of people now that are that are coming into our country illegally mm-hmm. um and now they're reported the uh, border patrol are reporting that it's no longer just uh folks coming up from central america who oh, are no. coming mm-hmm. they're pouring in now it's it's become a, a cottage industry mm-hmm. to come now they're coming from around the world yes. to get to mexico and then come up in, into yes. our country, right? Isn't it amazing? They can afford a $5,000 airplane ticket to get to Mexico City. Right. But they're coming up and claiming amnesty because they're under persecution. Well, and there's a lot How of people a lot of people coming into our country now from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And of course, those people are under political yes. persecution. Uh, mm-hmm. Their country's basically destroyed now but they're coming in from now they're coming in there was reports they're they're starting seriously i'm not making this up they're they're uh they're flying from around the world now that the, we have open borders and they get to mexico and then they bus up mm-hmm. to uh the border and then they walk walk over yeah, yeah. Uh, that that is happening and president biden vice president harris uh they're they they don't care they don't care at all. That's sad and unfortunate and tragic for our country. The governor of Texas is trying to, and, and the governor of Arizona, they're trying to do what they can. And Democrats who represent border yeah, border areas. Yeah, but they're being ignored by the Biden administration. They are. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, if you'd ever told me that a president of the United States, Republican or Democrat, who is charged with defending our country, uh, and our borders and our sovereignty and our people, uh, 
basically de facto made the decision, or, or I don't know if you can de facto make a decision. At, well, they made the conscious decision that they're not going to protect our country from invasion, and they don't give a rip. And I, I, I just never would have thought I would see the day when that's because even uh, President Clinton and to a certain extent Obama, they they at least pretended to try to stop people right. from coming here illegally and defend our borders. And Biden just and Harris just say, we don't care. Mm-hmm. In fact, Harris is not doing anything. And Biden was the one who put her in charge of the border problem. 56 days she's gone without yep. addressing yep. the media as to what she's going to try to do. Yeah, which says she didn't care. Right. She doesn't care. So I don't know if the Democrats will have to pay a, pay a price for that in 2022 at the polls or not, but um, we'll see if, if enough Americans care about that or not. Maybe 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 they don't. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, All right. Go ahead, Fred. President Biden uh, is now uh, ordering Prime Minister Netanyahu <clears throat> President Biden saying, I expect significant de-escalation of the fight with your terrorists over there, Prime Minister Netanyahu. This comes yesterday after Black Lives Matter declared solidarity with the Palestinian terrorists and Hamas terrorists. It's all Israel's fault over there. And then President Biden goes to Detroit yesterday, and he's met at the airport by squad member Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib. From, from Michigan. From Michigan. Uh, who apparently, according to reports, gives the President of the United States, Biden, a tongue lashing over not pressuring Israel to end their campaign against terrorists. Remember, it is the Hamas terrorists that started this, that have launched over... 3,500 missiles into Israel, but Rashida Tlaib. And then after that, How many? over 3,500 missiles from Hamas terrorists into Israel. Hmm. That's the mainstream media reporting that, not us. Yeah. Okay. Then Joe Biden goes to a Ford plant downtown. Rashida Tlaib is down there. And Joe Biden, I guess he's now really scared of Rashida Tlaib because... He couldn't say enough good things. He couldn't say enough good things about Rashida Tlaib. Cut four. And Rashid Tlaib, where's Rashid? I tell you what, Rashid, I want to say to you that uh, I admire your intellect, I admire your passion, and I admire your concern for so many other people. And it's my, from my heart, I pray that your grandma and family are well. I promise you I'm going to do everything you see that they are on the West Bank. You're a fighter, and God, thank you for being a fighter. Well, first of all, her name's Rashida. Yes. He mispronounced her name mm-hmm. on several occasions. That can happen. Um, Why are you looking at me? I, I, I wasn't looking at you. I was talking about as far as presidents go. Oh, that's right. You are president. So, uh, but let me, but I digress. Um, uh, so, the... Uh, Rashida Tlaib, she's Palestinian-American. Yes. She's, she's got Palestinian heritage. Yes. Um, but isn't she the one who, I'm trying to remember if it was her or Black Lives Matter, I, I, th- I think it was Tlaib, who said that, th- that we should oppose colonialism on all fronts. Yes. So, you know, the 
the argument from, I'm sure, Black Lives Matter as well, but also Tlaib and the, the rest of the squad, I'm guessing, are opposed to Israel. They believe this is an occupation. It's illegitimate. And frankly, if you're going to go that line of argument, you'd have to say that Israel as a nation is illegitimate. Yes. Which is the argument that Hamas uses. Yeah. Can we uh, also just clear up for folks, too, because you also hear from another squad member, uh, Congresswoman Omar uh, from Minnesota, that Israel is an apartheid nation. Right. We have to understand what apartheid is. That's equating to what goes on in Israel with what happened in South Africa. Right. All right. In Israel, it is a democracy. In the uh, Knesset, their parliament, they elect Palestinian, Arab Palestinians to the Knesset. They have elections. They have many elections in in Israel. It's a Jewish state, but they allow non non Jews to run for uh, political office. Yes. So it's not apartheid. In in fact, apartheid usually refers to a place where there's no elections. Right. Let's let's also talk about the West Bank. The leader there, the Palestinian leader Abbas, was elected to a four-year term 15 years ago. Yes. He has refused to hold elections all of that time. <clears throat> so if you want to start comparing nations to apartheid, look at the West Bank where... Rashida Tlaib comes from. There is so much mis deliberate misinformation. Rashida Tlaib knows this. Ilhan Omar knows this. They are lying to the American people, but they're not being challenged by the left-wing media. It is disgusting what is going on here. And as a journalist, I think the mainstream media in this country ought to be condemned. Is there any wonder why people have lost faith? But these members of Congress... And now Joe Biden, it sounds like what he issued this morning, this statement, telling he expects Israel for a significant de-escalation. This started with Hamas terrorists who run Gaza starting to well, shoot missiles into Israel. Why does the president of the United States tell Israel that he expects significant de-escalation uh, unconditionally? That's that's insane. Mm -hmm. uh, what Biden ought to say is that I've talked to Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, and I've told him he has a perfect right to defend his country, whatever that whatever it takes, and we we uh, we stand with our, our our strongest ally in the Middle East. Uh, and but we, we he could say you know it's. Uh, Unfortunate that it's led to this, but Hamas needs to stop firing rockets into Israel, and then Israel will stop defending itself. Why is that so hard? What do you mean by he expects de significant de-escalation? That, that, to me, is saying that what Israel's doing is illegitimate, or at least partly illegitimate. Yeah, and it also indicates that what the Biden administration believes, even though they did, he did say last week, or maybe it was over the yeah. weekend, that Israel has a right to defend itself. When you tell Israel to de-escalate the situation, you are in essence saying Israel is in charge of this situation. There might might even be at fault in it, when in reality all Israel is doing is hitting Hamas enough 
to degrade their ability to do what they've done already in the future. That's what Israel's doing. Hamas started this. They obviously had been preparing for this by uh, smuggling rockets into Gaza, and they can do it again and again and again unless Israel takes away their infrastructure and their ability to do it, which is why they hit those tunnels, those tunnels that go into Israel. Why doesn't the president say to Hamas, stop digging tunnels into a sovereign state? Why doesn't it? Why doesn't Joe Biden tell Hamas stop smuggling rockets into Gaza with the intention of bombing innocent people? And why doesn't Joe Biden say to Hamas stop launching your missiles from people's apartments? Yes. Well, because Biden is weak, that's why, and he doesn't really have a a, a core conviction on this issue. He's trying to split the difference here. It doesn't work. He's trying to. Uh, right. Trying to uh, placate both sides and and, and create create a false moral equivalency equivalency between uh, state of Israel and Hamas, a uh, internationally recognized terrorist organization. You know, it gets me too when the the media and the and the liberals, not all Democrats, by the way, agree with the squad on this. There's a split in the Democrat Party of those who are pro-Israel and those who are against Israel. I'll just I'll just add that. While it's almost unanimous in the Republican Party that they they're, they stand with Israel, um, but uh, create this false. Uh, uh, but, it, but this is a this is a tricky situation for Biden with the left because uh, the reason uh, Tlaib, the congresswoman from Michigan, uh, got into it with him on the tarmac, evidently, although we don't know exactly what was said. She had a mask on. <laughs> she she has a. Uh, she has a tweeted. Uh, basically, these people on the on the left, especially on the far left in the Democratic Party, they don't believe Israel's a legitimate country. That's right. So that's where they start. Uh, they don't believe it's a legitimate country. So I don't know how you talk to somebody like Biden who does believe it's a legitimate country. See what I'm saying? That's a. I don't know how they're going to. I don't know. Biden's just hoping this ends quick so he doesn't have to get any further into this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But his policies aren't going to stop. He already announced in the last few weeks, with the help of his left-wing State Department, they are going to start giving more money to the Palestinians. In fact, they're going to pump millions of dollars into Hamas-controlled Gaza. Under the guise of... But that's humanitarian aid. Under the guise of humanitarian. The reason... Former President Trump stopped the money going to the Palestinians because the Palestinians would give money to the families of Palestinian terrorists mm-hmm. who tried to take out the lives of the Jewish people. And president and, and then suicide president Trump, bombers. Suicide bombers. May I offer an opinion here based on my experience traveling in Israel and talking to Which a you've lot, done a, a lot. Twenty five times, yeah. I think I've lost count. I've been to Israel. A lot of interaction I've had with uh, Arabs in Israel. And there was, in fact, a survey done a few years ago that would back up what I'm about to say. I think the majority, if not the vast majority, of Arabs, also known as Palestinians oftentimes, in the state of Israel, uh, they don't they, they, they don't want this. Uh, they don't support Hamas. Uh, they don't, and um, 
they don't support terrorism or trying to bring down the state of Israel. In fact, the survey said uh, of the Arabs living in Israel, do you want would you want to live here or would you want to live in a Muslim-dominated country like Saudi Arabia, for right. example? And they said, no, we want to stay. We want to stay in Israel, a Jewish state. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I'm just saying that I, I just don't if, – if you could take a, a secret poll over there in Israel right now, I think the Arabs, most of them would be against what's happening right now with Hamas firing rockets. We'll be back momentarily. Next time on Today's Issues, our guest will be Jan Markell of Understanding the Times Radio. We're now hearing about possibly forced vaccinations and not being able to buy or sell without proof of a vaccination. It sounds like this is all leaping out of the pages of the book of Revelation. We'll also have news headlines and analysis from American Family News. Today's Issues, weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Are you in the midst of your college search? We invite you to explore Liberty University this spring at one of our on-campus events. Spend a few hours exploring campus at Tour LU, dig deeper, and learn more about life at Liberty during Experience OU. Or you can take your next steps towards training for your dream career on a world-class campus by meeting with faculty and department heads and getting your questions answered at DecideLU. Learn more about these visiting opportunities and register today by texting VISIT to the number 49596. Again, that's VISIT to the number 49596. Black Lives Matter has announced they are standing in solidarity with the Palestinians. The domestic terrorist organization, headquartered in a multi-million dollar mansion in California, posted a message on Twitter. They say they want to end colonialism and want to liberate Palestine. Black Lives Matter called for unification against what they called racism and white supremacy from Ferguson, Missouri to the fictional nation of Palestine. The truth is, Israel's enemies do not want to peacefully coexist. They want to literally wipe Israel off the face of the earth. The nation of Israel has a God-given right to defend herself against evil, and the United States has a responsibility to stand alongside our most loyal ally. You know, it's really not all that surprising that a domestic terrorist organization would declare solidarity with an international terrorist organization. Birds of a feather burn down cities together. I'm Todd Starnes. John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. 
Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues here on American Family Radio. That's the name of this show. Thanks for listening. If you would, if you want to send us an email, uh, remember to keep your – we call them K-Love emails. <laughs> and the reason we do that is because we want them to be positive and encouraging. Okay? So I'm going to give you the email address, trusting that any emails that come here will be edifying. Yes. And not <clears throat> uplifting, even. Yes, uplifting. Uh, so, comments at AFR.net, at comments at AFR.net. Ed Vitagliano, Tim Wildman, and Fred Jackson now joining us, as he does most Wednesdays at this time, is our constitutional attorney that works here, and that is Abraham Hamilton III, host of the Hamilton Corner each afternoon from 5 to 6 o'clock. Central time right here on American Family Radio. Good morning, Abe. Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, all right, Brad, we have a question for Brother Abe. Yeah, uh, we're hearing reports, and uh, along the line of what the nation's attorney general said in the last few weeks, uh, that there is a plan, they say, to root out domestic terrorism in this country. And part of the plan, according to the reports, various reports, and this one in front of me is from The Intercept, Pentagon plans to monitor social media of military personnel for extremist content. So a couple of questions, Abe, I guess for you. How far can the Pentagon go under the First Amendment for monitoring the social media of military people? And also, as we know, this administration has different interpretations for words uh, such as extremist, uh, for words such as infrastructure, uh, so let's put all of that together. And Neanderthal. Neanderthal, exactly. So, yeah, we have to have a new dictionary for the Biden administration. But how far can the Pentagon know? I know these are military personnel in monitoring their use of social media. Yeah, <laughs> the First Amendment still applies to military members. That, that's why we have so much litigation uh, when the military tries to crack down on the religious freedom of some of our military members. The same is true uh, concerning the freedom of speech. And the military, the Pentagon in particular, is aware of this because in the same inter Intercept article, they go on to explain, uh, and, and here's their voice that they use, out of concern for the First Amendment, <laughs> that they're considering using a private company to do the monitoring as opposed to them doing the monitoring themselves. That, first of all, reveals that they know that there are First Amendment concerns with them uh, conducting ongoing monitoring of military service members, social media, that would be called, mm, I don't know, perhaps an illegal search or seizure <laughs> of, of uh, uh, private content and, and a quenching of their speech. And the reality is that if you cannot do it directly, you can't hire a private entity to do it for you. You know, you if you hire a private company to conduct the illegal searches and seizures, uh, the, the current law would view uh, the hired company as an instrumentality or instrument of government illegal searching and seizing. Uh, so I, I, I know they want to do this. Uh, I think they will try to do it, but they are going to ultimately run into that thing called the First Amendment that's going to crush their ability to, to do so. And there also are questions about how effective that is going to be 
and them accomplishing their, their expressed goal. When they talk about rooting out extremism in the military and they compile a list of the type of things they're talking about as being extremist, they explicitly point out anti-Muslim and Christian conservative content groups and buzzwords. And so this is literally uh, the, the Robinette Biden administration using the government, uh, turning it on military service members to become the thought police. That's literally what's happening. And so I, I, they're going to have problems when implementing it, but it's not, it, does, it doesn't mean that they don't want to implement, implement it. And the one last thing I want to say, I find this very ironic, that this same uh, uh, administration that's considering monitoring, I mean, think about this, monitoring on an ongoing basis the social media posts of our American military servicemen and women they expressly rejected a proposal, rejected a proposal to monitor the social media accounts or, or not even to monitor, but to evaluate social media posts of illegal immigrants who are applying for citizenship in our country. I find that to be a very, very interesting contrast that they're willing to do to our military what our government historically has even been unwilling to do uh, on those who apply to come into the country. And I'll make this one last point. I said that was the last point. No, that was it. You're just like your average preacher. (laughs) (laughs) You already made your last point. Now you're going to do it finally. Well, he he is a preacher. That's that's where that comes from. Duly noted. 3C maybe. The last thing. There's a difference between evaluating social media for an application for a position. That's different from ongoing surveillance. Ongoing surveillance, monitoring, uh, would be a protracted searching and seizing as opposed to someone voluntarily submitting their information uh, as a part of their application process. Let me ask you this. Excuse me, Ed, did no, I interrupt no, you? No, go ahead. I'll follow up. This is an extremely serious matter, even if it doesn't happen the way that the Pentagon is saying they would like to do it. Am I right by saying Pentagon? Yeah, huh? yes, yes, you're right. That's a, that's a big term, but, I mean, the Secretary of Defense is signing off on this, right? Yes. Okay. That is, we want to monitor military personnel's social media to find out if they're involved in extremism. <clears throat> There's some, a lot of real problems with this, uh, and, and Abe just mentioned a couple of them. <clears throat> but I'm going to take the long view here. And again, this is going to sound conspiratorial or, as uh, to some people would say, uh, you know, one of those, oh, come on, man. There's no way that's that, that could be the motive. Uh, but I'll just lay it out there. Uh, there is the, the Marxist globalist, uh, secularist, uh, agenda to bring down America because America is a colonial state. It is a racist, uh, capitalist state. It's the war between Marxism and, and I guess you could say freedom. Okay. On a, on a larger scale. <clears throat> what do you need to destroy, first and foremost? Uh, well, the military of this land. How do you do that? You degrade it. How do you degrade the the strongest military in the world? Well, first of all, you introduce um, uh, what they did by allowing openly homosexual people to serve in the United States military. This is my view is there's a reason we had that prohibition for decades and decades and decades. Uh, but they did away with that. And then, then now the, the women in combat thing is a big deal for, 
for a lot of people too. Women should not be involved in the service in in direct. I'm talking hand to hand combat. I'm not necessarily. I know the people. There were some people say oh, women shouldn't be in the military anyway. But you know what I'm talking about, where you can be captured and right. those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Okay, now those are a couple of issues. But now we've moved on to what's going to affect more people, and that is. You want to the 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 majority of people who join the United States military traditionally in the past have been people who want to serve the country because they have a patriotic heart. Uh Yes, there are people who go into it because of the financial benefits that the military offers, the incentives, and that's true too. But uh, basically, these people uh, love the country who serve in the military and they want to defend the country and they want to do it uh, the best they possibly can. And they know that, that the, that the civilians of this country are counting on them, right? Well, if you want to bring down that military, degrade it, then you get rid of those people that I've just described. Mm -hmm. How do you get rid of them? Well, you scare them to death like this, where you say, we're going to monitor everything you say and do on the Internet, and if we find that you're in violation of us, we're going to penalize you, we're going to out you, we're going to shame you, we may put you in the brig. I don't know. Uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? So you you, you instill a sense of uh, distrust of your own leadership, right, because they're big brothers watching you. What does that do? Okay, that degrades the people who are in the military now, but... Even more than that, it's going to it's going to uh, hinder further recruitment from this uh, demographic of people I've just described. That is, maybe families who are military families who have uh, you know they have generational military. A lot of people in, fall into that category. Well, and now they're saying, you know what? No more. I'm I'm telling my two sons, don't go into the military. Why? Because the military's uh, now going to force this lefty leftist uh, Marxist uh, ideology on you, and uh, we're not going to tolerate that or accept that. So, do you see how the dominoes fall? In uh, what I've just—I know I took a long time to describe it, but Ed, you want to any, any thoughts no, on what I, I, I absolutely just, uh, agree? And then we'll get uh, Abe to to respond. I think I would say this: I, I, the, the only I, I'm 95 percent of where you where you just were. I would say that. I don't think the progressives, the far left, the people you describe, the secularists, the globalists, I don't think they want to destroy America as much as they want to fundamentally change it, which is what President Obama said. Candidate Obama wanted to fundamentally change America so America can be folded into the globalist community. In other words, they don't want to bring the country down. They want to alter its DNA. And the way you do that is exactly the way you've described it. You take over every institution and you make sure that the people calling the shots are always in your camp and that everybody else is shoved to the side or silenced uh, or who knows. In some in some countries like communist China, they're put in concentration camps. So I, I, I think they – they would object to us saying you want to destroy the country when in reality what we're saying is not raise it to the ground. What you want to do is change it so that the America we grew up with doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, they want to destroy that country. They want to destroy that country. Yes. They, they don't want that to exist anymore. Yes. Abe, 
uh yeah it and i mean and to tim's point it this is not i know he shared his opinion but there's there's empirical evidence there's statistics to support that the majority of our servicemen and women are uh conservative ideologically right that that that's just that's an objective fact and so if our military is changed to such a degree to where it's perceived as being hostile to those who may be conservative in their ideology, then that is going to have a consequent effect on the potential recruitment and the expansion of our ranks in addition uh, to those who are currently in the military. And it, it is it is it is a degradation, like Tim pointed out, and, and I think the point that you're making, Ed, is well taken. However, in attempting to change the DNA of the country, Many people perceive that change as being a, a raising of the country to the ground because you're transforming it into something else. And if you try, the only way you can make America fit into uh, as a puzzle piece into this this globalist whole is that you have to make America more like the pieces that are a part currently of the globalist whole whole whole. So um, it, it, it is something that is very serious and it is something that is is quite chilling to actually know that the U.S. government is considering basically spying on its service members in the name of a political, politically correct uh, objective and to understand that the worldview that many of our servicemen and women hold is being determined by the Pentagon to be unacceptable any longer. That's something and, that's quite chilling. And what these... Uh, help me with the name of the general who's the Secretary of Defense. Austin. All right, General Austin. He, he falls into this category of one. I mean, isn't he's the one? Uh, he, he's one of the top ones that is, that is embracing this social media uh, surveillance, right? We haven't read any objection from him. Okay. Well, I, I should. I don't want to unfairly blame him. Go ahead. Yeah, the Department of Defense. Well, a spokesperson for the House Armed Services Committee provided a statement saying, quote, the committee understands that the Department of Defense is exploring a means of implementing social media screening in conjunction with background investigations. We anticipate that any social media screening will be intended only as an additional means of vetting cleared individuals or those seeking to obtain a security clearance, not as a tool for ongoing surveillance of all men and women in uniform. That said, Secretary Austin has been clear about his intentions to understand what extent to what extent extremism exists in the force and its effect on good order and discipline. We look forward to hearing the results of the stand down and the department's plan to move forward in okay. quote. <clears throat> okay. It, again, I'm giving you my opinion. If these folks have their way by these folks, I mean, these lefties that are involved in leadership in the military now, <clears throat> if they have their way, they, if they could have their way, they would tell they would they would disqualify anybody from serving in the military who voted for President Trump. Yes, I'm just if telling they, you. Yeah, if, if they, they could, could have, if they could, if they could get away with that, they can't. Mm -hmm. But if they could get away with that, that's what they would like to see happen. That's the reason that they keep bringing up January 6th will live in infamy. Right. With the. Uh, People who went into the Capitol, it'll be, it'll be, there'll be a, because the, the Pelosi, Schumer, Biden, and the top military brass now who are in, who are, are of the left, in the left camp, that is an insurrection. That's why they, they want to describe the yahoos, the, who 
the boneheads that day who went into the Capitol building, right. uh, who you know get lost lost their senses, and they want to say those people represent those people are the same as those are Trump supporters, mm-hmm. and they need to be stopped. If you in the military, if you voted for Trump. You could have been in that Capitol building right. because your ideology and your thinking is the same. Therefore, you pose a threat in the same way. Uh, we don't know what you'll do if you're you're going to subvert our military, you Trump supporters. In the same way that they tried to subvert our government when they went in, when these folks went into the Capitol. Yeah, that's why that, they want a January sixth commission. Yes, in the Senate. <laughs> That's yes. what Mitch McConnell said. I don't want a January 6th because that's what they're going to do. That that, yeah. that They will make those findings and make that argument. And, and let's not forget the military is only one front in the Democrat war against conservatives. The FBI is also involved. You remember uh, a credit card company. I forget which one it was. FBI wanted all the information of credit card usage on January 6th to find out who was in the, United, who was in the Capitol area. The couple in Alaska was raided by uh, was raided by FBI agents just a few weeks ago. Went into their house looking at their computers. We believe you were there. We got a picture. The lady says, "That's not me." Right. You should have looked at the picture a little closer. FBI go into their house, raid their house. Right. Because they were in Washington D.C. on January sixth. Another story that we have personal uh, knowledge of was a gentleman in northeast Mississippi who was in Washington, D.C. on January the 6th to, uh, at the rally that President Trump held, uh, did not go inside the Capitol building. No. He did not go inside the Capitol building. Yet, he has been contacted by the FBI uh, about him being in Washington, D.C. on that day. I don't know all the details, but it's, it's scary. Yes. Isn't, isn't uh, that the individual where they triangulated uh his cell phone usage yeah and they and they yeah. placed him yeah and i was told uh that a uh, this is secondhand information but i believe the source that an fbi agent um an fbi agent well told uh someone that uh i trust that this was this was uh, I, I coming from the top level of the Justice Department in Washington and the Biden administration, that this was getting the people who were in Washington on January the 6th is a top priority. Yep. So, thus to your story about the couple in Alaska who the FBI went into their home, took their computer, and they weren't even in D.C.? They weren't. They were in D.C., they, but never went to the Capitol. But never went to the Capitol. See, see so uh, that's to your point, Fred. Uh, it appears that uh, both in the Pentagon and maybe even the Justice Department that uh, this is a political uh, 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 targeting. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not not evidentiary yeah. uh, targeting. And so what you're saying, though, Abe, we'll let you go, is just, just to be fair about this, that the Pentagon is saying we're not doing broad surveillance of people's social media accounts uh, in the way maybe a communist dictatorship may be. They're saying this is going to be selective. Is that – now, 
whether you believe them or not, no, I don't know. That, <laughs> is that is that I'm what saying, they're saying? They're saying that oh no, we we just we just want to use better screening techniques for people who apply uh, for uh, clearance for security clearances, uh, but not for ongoing surveillance. But I I don't believe that. Uh, okay, <laughs> I believe that's the statement that they're issuing issuing publicly to try to give cover for their conversations that happen to leak out into the media that they're considering full scale surveillance of social social media for people they describe as quote unquote extremists. That's the statement that they're trying to offer cover. I, I thought it was it would only be right to say what they're saying about it. But they only said that after this story hit the media. That was the other thing I was going to say, uh, because before this story leaked out into the media, they hadn't discussed it at all. So they basically are tacitly admitting that these conversations are happening, but we're not going to use it the way that you guys think we're going to use it, which, t in my opinion, this is just my opinion, that I don't, I don't think they're being honest with the American people. I think they are planning to do full-scale surveillance, but they're trying to describe it as, no, this is just another vetting tool. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Brother A. Uh, we look thank forward you. to the Hamilton Corner this afternoon. Thanks, Brother. Thank you. Okay. That's Abe Hamilton the third. Abraham Hamilton the third. Your thoughts on... Right, you know, wrap this segment up for us. Well, I I, I think that uh, we are getting closer and closer to talk about degrading, to degrading our uh, bill, the the rights that were are supposedly protected by the Bill of Rights. I mean, we can go all the way back to the Trump administration and the FISA court and the spying on Amer spying on a candidate for president because he was of the other party. I mean, this is the, the more technology increases that allows a government to actually spy on its people, the more vigilant we're going to have to be, the more safeguards we're going to have to put into place, and the more violators of the Bill of Rights and the law have to be punished. So instead of Peter Strzok and others, some of these others that were involved in all of that Russiagate scandal, instead of them being punished, some of these people are getting plum positions at universities, so on and so forth. There is providing almost no deterrence to this happening in the future, and it's going to happen. I think Abe is exactly right. When you can get away with uh, undermining your political opponents, and if you really want to purge the American military, you can purge it and then come back and say, oh, okay, well, maybe we made a few mistakes along the way. We're sorry. But the damage has been done. You have fundamentally changed the personnel in the U.S. military, as the example we're using. So, all right, uh, almost out of time, and uh, we've all heard the phrase "a little child shall lead." You know them. something we don't know, Fred? A little child shall lead them. Almost out of time. Almost, <laughs> like on the planet, or what? <laughs> Oh, you well, mean for the show? We need to call Greta Thunberg oh. and ask. Okay, what did you say? Jesus now? is coming soon. Yeah, amen. Amen. Little child shall lead them. Well, I want to talk about, I want to hear from a little child before we go out today. John Provenzano. He's 10 years old. And he's had enough of the masks. <laughs> Good for him. So he goes to a local school board meeting down in Florida to let it be known. Enough with the masks. 10 years old. Cut three. I expected school to be a little bit different in the beginning, but I didn't think it would stay this way all year long, and I was surprised by the rules. A lot of them didn't make any sense to me, like the fact that we were not allowed to play on the playground or have student council, or turn to face each other at lunch, and we also have to wear masks outside at PE and on track. 
One teacher walks around with a clipboard full of referrals for any student whose mask isn't on promptly. It makes me feel scared. That same teacher yells at us having our masks down to drink water while we are outside in Carline. She told us we had to wait until we were in our parents' car to have a drink of water. She had her mask down the entire time while she was yelling at us. I asked my mom if there is a word for this, and she said there is. Hypocrisy. <laughs> that kid's 10 years old. He's from Williams Elementary School in Martin County. I say John Provenzano for president. What, what, what state is he from? Florida. From Florida. You free, see, this the free state of Florida. The free state of Florida, but unfortunately, as little John has just pointed out to us, there are still, in the education system, yeah. these restrictions are still in place, and he's pointing out the absolute hypocrisy of it. Well, I would just say this. I do like your suggestion when he gets old enough, John Provenzano for president, Plus, he will be the first Italian president. <laughs> Thumbs up to you, John. To learn, you're going to have to learn how to pronounce the name then, Fred. Right? That, I, did I? Say, no, I think, no, I think he did a I'm great kidding. job. He did a great job. Uh, I got it. Right. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't Fauci that name. So that's just, he's, he's still with the you know the Fauci Provenzano. He's getting better at it. So he's saying, he's saying when we go to the playground, uh, we had to have our mask on. But the, the teachers out there are a little clipboard. Who doesn't have her mask on. Doesn't have her mask on, but she's taking names of students. Well, who and when she's yelling at the kids who who are getting, have their mask down to get water, <laughs> she tells them they have to wait until they get into the car with their parents to drink water. But while she's yelling at these students, she's got her mask down. Yep. That was brilliant. Oh, I asked my mom, is there a that, word for that? <laughs> hypocrisy. He, he appeared before the school board. Yeah. It's that, encouraging. We got kids like that. Amen. Yeah. Uh, did we post that on our Facebook? Uh, Brent will post uh, what, that video that Fred just played on our Today's Issues Facebook page. Okay, we got to take a short time out here, and then uh, Steve Jordahl uh, will be uh, joining us in a few minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.